everyone, and welcome to the ChurchLeaderInsights.com podcast. I'm Nelson Searcy for these regular podcasts, and uh, I am your host. And joining me today is the president of Church Leader Insights. His name is Scott Whitaker. That's with two T's, right, Scott? Uh, uh, one T <laughs> and Whitaker. <laughs> it was a test, uh, because a lot of people put Whitaker as two T's, but oh, uh, it's one T and Whitaker, two T's and Scott. So. so Two T's and Scott, one T and Whitaker, two N's and Nelson, by the way. <laughs> there you or go. if you're from certain parts of the country, sometimes people pronounce my name as Nelson. Nelson. Yeah, they get the T in there. after It's like N-E-L-T. Yeah, well, I've had uh, Whiteacre. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's how you know you've got like one of those uh, telemarketers calling you if they get your last name. May I speak to Mr. Sear RC? You know, so. Well, now I'm going to start calling you Whiteacre. Well, I'm glad Whiteacre could join us today. And this is uh, going to be a relatively short podcast because we've got to make up for some of these longer 30-minute ones that uh, we've been doing here lately. And uh, I want to talk to you about how the systems relate to discipleship. And uh, yeah, as I think about all that I've taught on the eight systems, and uh, if you're brand new to uh, Church Leader Insights family, you should know that everything that we do at Church Leader Insights is related to the eight systems of a church. And so Scott, I'm going to put you on the spot here in just a minute and ask if you can come up with the eight systems of a church. But I have a webinar that teaches you the eight systems of a church. I have a resource that's either 30 minutes or excuse me, either three hours or up to uh, six hours on each of the systems. So for example, we have the assimilation seminar, then we have the assimilation intensive, we have the stewardship seminar, we have the stewardship intensive, we have the worship planning seminar, we have the worship planning intensive. And then for some, I don't have intensives yet. I haven't done those yet, but we have the basic worship planning seminars, or excuse me, the ministry seminar, the leadership seminar, and on down the line for each of the eight. So I gave you a little hint. I almost gave all eight away and I didn't have anything to quiz Scott on. But uh, even though I've got all of this stuff about the systems, as I look at what I've taught, there's one thing that I don't think I've highlighted enough, and I want to highlight it in this uh, podcast, and it has to do with the systems. So Scott, what are the eight systems? All right. uh, You have the assimilation system, which is how we move uh, first-time guests to members of our church. You have the stewardship system, which is how we develop extravagant givers in our church. Evangelism, how we attract and uh, reach unchurched people and uh, mobilize people for evangelism. Then we have the small group system, how we fill and reproduce small groups at our church. Worship planning, how we plan, execute, and evaluate the weekend service. And then ministry, how we mobilize people for significant ministry in the church. And then leadership system, which is how we develop leaders at all levels in the church. And the strategy system, how we constantly evaluate and improve our church. Very good, Scott. You I was reading those off. Can you tell? Uh, I can tell. <laughs> yes. Uh, but uh, all of those systems, and if you're familiar with this, this is going to be some new teaching for you, maybe. All of those systems are designed to create a disciple. In other words, it's not like the systems of your church are over here on one corner and then a disciple is over in the other corner. In other words, you need these systems to create a disciple. So I want to talk to you about discipleship for just a moment. And I've really got uh, three rather quick thoughts. And Scott, you're welcome to jump in uh, anytime here that you want. But to begin this discussion, uh, I want to go to Matthew 28, uh, basically around verse 16. Maybe we'll jump in around 18. Uh, We commonly call this passage what, Scott? Scott, 
<laughs> Tell me about it. Uh, we call it the Great Commission. That's right. I know you were trying to find it there in your Bible. It's go. in the New Testament. <laughs> Matthew is the first book uh, in the New Testament. But uh, I like to put Scott on the hot seat. It's not his fault. He's over there trying to keep the mic levels going and making sure that uh, the recording's happening and all that. So I like to just keep him on his toes. But uh, Matthew 28, 16 through 20 is kind of the general teaching. But picking up in verse 18, this is the New International Version. Then Jesus came to them and said, here's the quote, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, or depending on where you're from, it could be heaven and earth that has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age." So the key phrase there is make disciples. Well, how do you make disciples? Let me give you three thoughts on this. First of all, discipleship doesn't just happen. In other words, disciples aren't just accidentally made. Uh, some people think, you know what, if we just kind of go through the routine of church, if we just kind of uh, hold services every week, if we just kind of teach from the Bible, then somehow or another disciples are just going to happen. But that's no more true about discipleship than it is about evangelism. I mean, evangelism rarely just happens. Now, it does happen because the Spirit of the Lord is moving, but you and I have this wonderful opportunity to cooperate with God to see the Spirit move even greater in evangelism and also in discipleship. So to say, you know what, if we just kind of run church like we've always run church, or if we just kind of do things uh, consistently, somehow or another discipleship is going to happen, that's just not true. Or at least it's not going to happen in a big way. I mean, for example, if you ever had anybody in your church get saved and then uh, three months later you can't find them? Have you ever had somebody in your church get baptized, they get dunked, and then it's like they drop off the face of the earth? Well, sure, that happens. Because Jesus says, therefore, go and make disciples. Now, we get his authority, we get his power to do it, but he tells us to make disciples. And so that means there has to be an intentional process to make a disciple. And that leads me to second to the second thought, which is you need a system or systems for discipleship making. In other words, you need a repeatable, sustainable, scalable system in your church for a disciple making. Now, I would be the first to admit that one-on-one -on -one discipleship is the best kind of discipleship. But the truth is, if a church is growing and they've only got a handful of staff or they've only got a handful of mature believers, one-on-one -on -one discipleship is very difficult. So we do it in groups. We do it one-on-20, for example, in small groups, or we do it one-on-hundreds, for example, in the service. In order to do it that way and to make sure nobody falls through the cracks, you need a system for discipleship, a system that gives your church the best opportunity to make disciples, a system for getting them baptized, a system for teaching them to obey all things. A system for teaching them to live with Jesus as their Lord, as their Savior, as their leader. And so these eight systems that Scott talked about, the assimilation system, the worship planning system, the evangelism system, the ministry system, the stewardship system, and on down the line, it's all about making a disciple. In other words, you cannot be a fully developing disciple without also being a fully developing steward. You can't be a fully developing disciple without also being involved in ministry and serving and volunteering. You can't be a fully developing disciple without giving your life away in evangelism or fully engaging in the worship service or participating in a small group. Every one of these systems that I teach is all about creating a disciple. And so if you have the systems in place, if you maximize the systems, you're going to maximize your discipleship results. 
And actually that takes me to truth number three that I want to give you, which is the more detailed your systems, the greater the discipleship potential. And so if you have these sloppy systems in your church, then you're probably going to create sloppy disciples. If you have these slack systems in your church, then you're probably going to create a slack disciple. But if you have detailed systems, if you've thought through your systems, if you look at from the assimilation system, the 36-hour follow-up by email and the 96-hour follow-up by mail and the greeted, treated, directed, and seated, if you think through the ministry lake and the ministry ladder, if you think through the first-time giver all the way up through the extravagant giver, and that's just three systems as an example, if you will detail those, then you increase exponentially your likelihood for creating disciples inside of your church. And so why do I push you to get involved in coaching where we can go to work on your systems? Why do I push you to download the resources so that you can develop your assimilation system or your leadership system or your stewardship system or your volunteer system or whatever? Because I know that if you get these systems in place, you're putting yourself in the position where God can bless you with more new believers who then are more likely to become disciples of Jesus Christ. And so it really is all about discipleship. But what I've tried to add to the kingdom and to uh, church growth thinking and to church growth help uh, thinking is not more detail about what it means to be a disciple, not deeper teaching on what it means to follow Jesus. We've got a lot of that. What I've tried to create is a system that produces those results that we all want. And we all want to see someone who's not a believer come to faith in Christ, get baptized, get connected to a group of people, find accountability, engage God's word, learn to pray, learn to fast, learn to serve, learn to worship, learn to give, learn to grow, and then reproduce themselves over and over out there in the world. That's what we all want. And there's been a lot of people who have described the end result, or they've given steps and stages along the way of what that looks like. But what I've tried to give you is I've tried to give you a system that will produce that result. To say this as a summary, and then I'll go to Scott. Scott, I say it sometimes in the live events that we do, and that is the systems of your church are perfectly designed to give you the results that you're getting. So if you're getting half-hearted disciples, it's because you've got a half-hearted system. But you say, well, wait a minute, Elson, I thought that's the Spirit's job. Well, look, the Spirit is working in your church. The Spirit is working through you. The Spirit is working through your system. The same Spirit that's growing fully mature disciples in the church down the street is not growing sloppy disciples in your church. It's the same system, but it's not the working of the Spirit. The Spirit is working. The Spirit wants to move. The Spirit wants to develop disciples, but you're limiting the Spirit's work by not having systems that are scalable, that are sustainable, that are transferable, and that are clear for the path of discipleship that God has given your unique congregation. And so if you want to change the results inside of your church, you've got to change the systems. Scott, three big truths. Discipleship doesn't just happen. You got to have a system, truth number two, to develop disciples. And then truth number three, the more detailed your systems, the greater the potential for discipleship making. What do you think? Uh, I think it's good. You know, one of the questions that we commonly get is, uh, why, why isn't there a system for prayer? And, uh, you know, that, that's because, number one, we're assuming that you're praying as a pastor and uh, we're su- going to assume that uh, your people are praying as well and you're challenging them to pray. Pr- prayer is not a system. Prayer permeates every single system. You know, one of the criticisms I get sometimes about the assimilation system is I never say pray for first time guests. 
Well, you know, forgive me for assuming that pastors would pray for first time guests. But now if you go to the evangelism system, you know, we have a whole chunk of teaching just on prayer. If you go to the leadership system, we talk about the spiritual cultivation of leaders. So I'm assuming that prayer cultivates all of the systems, just like I'm assuming fellowship is part of all of the systems, just like I'm assuming that worship, even though there is a worship planning system, there's an element of worship in all the different systems. The idea here is not to talk about the disciplines of being a disciple, but the systems that undergird those disciplines out of which a disciple grows. I think what you said there is key is that, uh, you know, prayer cultivates uh, disciples, uh, that uh, in the same way, all of the systems working together uh, cultivate the disciples uh, in our church and help them and challenge them to grow. Uh, you know, people are going to be challenged to grow uh, spiritually uh, in evangelism differently then they would be challenged to grow spiritually in the stewardship system. Because, I mean, one of the things that we teach is, is that actually stewardship is discipleship, that uh, where people's heart is, their treasure follows, which may be a biblical point there. Yeah. But, uh, you know, so that we're challenging people to grow in their walk with Christ, grow in their discipleship through their stewardship, through their evangelism, uh, through assimilation as we uh, greet, direct, treat, and seat first-time guests. And or more importantly, them move them to become regular attenders, move them to membership, hold them accountable. Move them into the fellowship of the church yep. uh, through assimilation. You know, challenging people to uh, get up and, and to serve in ministry through the ministry system is going to challenge their discipleship, challenge them to use uh, their unique skills and personalities and gifts that God has given them. And uh, the worship planning system, making sure that we're doing everything we can uh, to uh, present uh, the gospel in an effective manner on Sunday morning so that people can again be challenged in their walk with Christ and grow as disciples. So all the systems work together, but they uh, have a unique uh, role in, cult- in cultivating those di- disciples in our church. Yeah, well, I hope in this brief podcast, we've stirred you to think about this idea. And uh, don't see the systems of your church as something that's static or something that's mechanical or, or Lord help you, even something that's unspiritual. These systems, these strategies that God has given us through the systems, it's all part of his process to make a disciple. And so whether you use my systems or you develop your own systems, although I wouldn't suggest that, why reinvent the wheel? You know, my systems have been proven in thousands of churches and a lot of people use that. And if you go through the coaching network with me, which would be a great next step for those of you who are senior pastors, we will help you build these systems. And then the systems adapt very easily to your church. But if you have healthy systems, you have a healthy body. If you have a healthy body, you're going to create healthy disciples. That's the end result. Discipleship and making disciples is really the name of the game. So I hope this has been provocative and maybe challenged your thinking as a couple of next steps for you. Number one is if you do not have the basic system for assimilation, by all means, go to churchleaderinsights.com right now and pick up the assimilation seminar. That's where it starts with the assimilation seminar. And then of course, if you need to work on any of your other systems, if you feel like your groups are not giving you the results you want, you can look, I've got seminars for each of those eight systems. And then if you're a senior pastor, please consider getting involved in coaching with me because everything we talk about in coaching, is the nuts and bolts of how to make disciples. It seems as if seminary teaches you to define what a disciple is, but then you need coaching in order to help develop systems that's going to produce the definition that, uh, that we all want. And then beyond that we have webinars we have other stuff here at church leader insights keep listening to the podcast but again i hope today has been a little bit of an intellectual treat and maybe challenged you to think a bit about discipleship and system making so thank you scott thank you nelson and we'll see you guys back here again next time at churchleaderinsights.com